You know, Lord, I have spent my day just enamored with your love for me. I wasn't sure quite how today was going to go, and I wasn't sure what it is that I would embark upon. And you know me, I love... I love reading, I love writing, I love listening to, in my belief, your children talking and sharing. And so many things in my life, Lord, get so, they get so dark, they get so gray. My jealousy speaks loud. My ability to look at myself in a certain way and then I realize I'm complaining and yet I'm not living full out. And I watch these people that are just phenomenal, whether it's Mel Robbins or Jay Shetty or Mr. Dave Hollis or Rachel Hollis or anybody who's written a book or Marie Forleo with Everything is Figure Outable. And I, I look at all those people doing these magnificent things and I wonder why am I so afraid to jump in? Why am I so afraid to put myself out there? And then I do realize why I don't want to put myself out there. Because people in their pain can be super cruel. And I, I realize in my pain, I can be super cruel too. And, and I don't like to own that. I don't like to own that at all. I don't like to, to uh, I mean, you know, you know what I think in my head and it's, it's ugly sometimes. And I find it humorous with myself that, I mean, over these years, I've, I've gained a lot of tools in my toolbox in regards to grace and forgiveness and how I see you and how I see the world and how I see people and how I see actions. And I... I never know why everything happens. I do agree now that things happen for me and not to me. I was told that a long time ago. And looking at Tony Robbins, I'm not your guru, and getting back to the I am not your guru, and, and it's five years later, actually seven years later. And just... Knowing how I felt about Tony Robbins before, I mean, I remember seeing him when I was younger and, you know, I remember praying to you as to whether I should get his tapes or not. And I don't think I ever followed through with that because I thought, why am I going to give you money and you're going to get rich and I'm going to get poor 
and this does not seem like a good deal for me. And now I realize that, you know, I've been looking so much at scarcity and all of the things that you didn't do for me. You know, I watch people get houses and cars and relationships every day. And then I'm wondering, am I, am I doing the right things? Am I being the right person? Am I following the right rules? And for me, I noticed that you, you love me no matter what. It doesn't matter at the end of the day what other people believe or think about you. Because at the end of the day, it's just you and me. That's it. Just you and me. And you are beautiful to me. And I see you in every sunrise, in every sunset. I see you in nature. I see you in a young child's smile. I see you in the love of two people who just can't get enough of each other. I see you in the heart of the homeless people. I see you in the heart of the richest man. I see you in the heart of the poorest person. I see you constantly. And I know that as I converse with you um, daily that I want other people to be blessed. Not so I can be blessed. I want other people to be blessed so they can know who you are. And yet, it's just a blessing to wake up and breathe. And know that I am capable of living this life because you've given me all the tools that I need inside of me. You've deprived me of nothing. The outside, the external, and other people will always play a part in who we are as humans. And some things, don't get me wrong, Lord, I look at the headlines and I think, hey, couldn't you have stopped that? Couldn't you have stopped the people from hurting each other? Couldn't you have stopped these behaviors that we have? Couldn't you have stopped me from the behaviors that I have had? I mean, you know, Brene Brown's right that shame and I've lived in so much shame Lord so much shame I believe that things that I had done were so shameful that you couldn't look at me anymore and then I started listening to different pastors and preachers and different people And oh, what a relief it was to find that that wasn't true. 
You see me. You see all of me. And you already know what I'm going to do before I do it. Sometimes I wish I knew. <laughs> but then at that point, what would be the point of living, right? I don't know. I just... People talk about manifesting things. And some people it happens for it. Don't get me wrong. And I don't know why or how. All I know is that it happens. And we write things down. Rachel Hollis has a, has a process where you write your dreams down. And I've been doing that. And who knows what's going to come of those. I mean, you're talking 10 years down the road. I just, I want to be available for you to use me however you see fit. I mean, you know, Lord, people say that, you know, going to church and being with one another and gathering with one another and yeah, that's all great and fine and dandy. And yet, what about the lost people who don't make it to the physical church but you do say that we are the church and so if I am a hand or a finger and somebody else is a foot or however it breaks down and they say that we're all the body of Christ and we all are yours and we are all your children then why does it have to be so negative? I mean, these people that are living in this world, why would they want to follow a God that's negative? Why would they want to follow a God where, I don't know, where they say that it's a certain thing? In the Bible. Because, you know, Lord, I know what I believe, yet I only know what I believe because I challenged you. I challenged the Word of God. I challenged the Word. I challenged the Bible. I, I wanted to know. I wanted to know what is so significant about that book. I wanted to know why it mattered. I wanted to know why I should care. I wanted I wanted to know. And I've gotten so mad at you and so frustrated. Not mad and frustrated that you better do this or else I'm not going to believe. It's show me. Show me who you are in real time. And as silly or crazy as it seems, you, you always do. <laughs> I, throw, I throw it out there like spaghetti, wondering if it's cooked. And, you know, it's, it's what sticks. Because with me, when it's time, you always send me the perfect person. You always send me the perfect phrase. 
when I'm lost and confused and ready to give up on this crazy planet. You send messages to your people who then reach out to me. And they want to know if I'm okay. And I'm wondering, whoa, why does this person want to know if I'm okay? Why do they, why do they care? What's in it for them? And then I realize most of the time there's nothing in it for them. They don't know that I'm watching their podcast that came at the right time. They don't know that I'm listening to their song that just melted my heart and reminded me of how much I'm loved. My mom doesn't always know when I'm thinking of all the wonderful things that she's told me in my life that actually have made a positive impact in who I am. And my brothers don't know that I think about them, unless, of course, they listen to this podcast. And my family doesn't even know that I think about them all the time. And I send them love. And I send them prayers. And how much I want their lives to be easier, I thought. And now I send prayers of walk with them through it, Lord. May they know that you're walking through it with them. Because the only way with pain, you gotta walk through it. When I was having my daughter, oh my gosh. I thank you so much for being there because with Araya, oh my goodness, that was pain I had never experienced in my life. And yeah, it did go through my mind like women want this, like they pray for this on purpose. No, I don't want to do that, Lord. And um, I just thank you so much that you, (laughs) I was like, I want this baby that's inside of me. I don't care how you get it out. I just need the baby out because this is quite painful. And, um, And so I wasn't sure how that all worked. All I know is that I closed my eyes and I remembered footprints in the sand. And I remember seeing what my version of Jesus or you or the Holy Spirit would be. And it says in the footprints that if you see two sets of footprints that you're walking alongside of us. And then the question says, why did I only see one set of footprints later on? And then in the version that we have here on earth, It said that you carried us. And in that moment, you were holding me and we were walking on the beach. And she came. She came into this world. And I I thank you so much for that experience. I thank you so much for reminding me that 
there is beauty and pain. I always thought that when I looked at people that they were perfect. Whether I saw a cheerleader living the stereotypical cheerleader life or I saw the football guy living the stereotypical life. It never dawned on me those people could be in pain or even know what pain was. For that, I'm sorry. For that, I was egotistical and, and only thought of myself. And even now, at 51, I still sometimes only think of myself. Why don't I feel better? Why don't I feel like a million bucks? And then I realize I have a choice. I get to choose how I feel. I get to choose what I believe. I get to choose what I think. I get to choose the words that I use to talk to myself. And Lord, I thank you so much for that freedom. Because even though sometimes I know that I'm not in a physical prison, I have felt like I'm, in a, I'm a prisoner in my own mind. And it was hard for me. It was hard for me to get to the point where I could look in the mirror and say that I'm beautiful. Well, duh, I'm beautiful because you created me. And so is everybody else. I am, <laughs> I'm not a great human because of anything I did in my belief. I'm a great human because of what you've done. And to forget to claim that is, well, it was ludicrous on my part. And yeah, it's up to me to decide what I want to do with my life and how I want to do it. And for me and what I've gone through and what I've read and do I dare say what I've heard that you, Lord, you've always taken such good care of me. You always have. And part of me feels guilty for saying that because I'm not so sure other people who might listen to this are going to feel that same way. They won't see their tragedy as something that's happening for them. They're going to see it as something that's happening to them. And some actions in this lifetime are outlandishly horrific. And to think of them in a certain way is each individual's choice. And that's hard, Lord. That's hard because I don't have control over anything. And uh, dare I say, 
not even myself sometimes. The action just comes so fast. It's almost like you're on autopilot and you can't make it stop. It's like a train wreck that you can't take your eyes off of. And yet it's happening in real time, out of your mouth, with your physicalities, and with, with my physicalities for me to own. With my mouth spouting out stuff that <laughs> I do wish sometimes never left my mouth. You know, I've been told by many people in my life that sorry isn't for the other person. Sorry is for you to feel better. And I used to dislike that so much because I did believe that when I was saying sorry, I was saying sorry about what had happened. And later on in life, sad to say, it's true, Lord. So true. And I was so sad when I saw it with you. I wanted to feel better about making a choice that hurts somebody else's feelings or their heart. Or that caused them pain. And... um that they had to then work through because of an action that I carried out or words that I said. And I thank you so much that you forgive me because some of those people in my life, they may never forgive me. And I finally come to the place of that's okay. I forgive myself. Forgiveness. I give it to you. So I can be free. Because everybody in this world based on what you've said, Lord, deserves forgiveness. And there's even that song, you know, <laughs> why am I supposed to forgive them so that they can go out and have this extraordinary life? And then someone told me, forgiveness isn't for them. It's for you to be free because it is in you forgiving them that you free yourself from the bondage of that relationship. So today, Lord, I want to forgive myself. I want to forgive myself for all the shame that I put upon myself. I want to forgive myself for all the hurt and pain that I've brought to my life that was never necessary nor needed. And Lord, I thank you so much for listening to me. I thank you so much for being there for me. And for all the listeners, Lord, 
I pray blessings upon their lives. I pray for them to have great lives. I pray for them to be full of happiness and joy. More joy than happiness. Happiness comes and goes. And yet I pray for them to have joy. Because joy can be had in any situation. As ludicrous as that may sound. You know, Lord, sometimes I get so scared. And I'm so afraid I'm going to say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing. So I just thank you for being you. I thank you that Jesus rose from that cross. I thank you that you're the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end in my belief. And as I venture into the rest of today, may you constantly remind me that you don't make mistakes. And show me. Give me signs. Please. Signs that remind me of your love for me. Signs that remind me I'm your child. And signs that encourage me. So that I can go out. And help people. Find their greatness live their greatness, and share their greatness so that we all may walk in the light. Thank you, Lord, for this time. And thank you for listening. And everybody, have a great day. Until next time.